Good morning and uh, welcome to 2020. I'm looking around and I realize that my car is going to be really noisy today. I didn't clean it out during the holidays like I should have and I think I got a basketball rolling around the back but once the road straightens out it won't be too bad I hope. Maybe it'll find a little niche to stop rolling around in. That'd be great. Uh, so yeah, it's 2020. It's January, I think, 7th today. Uh, we are... Uh, sorry, t today's the 8th. Yeah, today's the 8th because we're... January 1st was on Wednesday, last Wednesday. It was Christmas on the Wednesday before that. And now we are on the next Wednesday after that. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, we uh, we made it to 2020, although it looks like the world is uh, conspiring to uh, uh, end itself in World War III, <laughs> or, or so some, some pundits surmise. Um, <clears throat> I wonder what your thoughts are, are on the uh, America-Iran issues uh, I'm old enough to remember the uh, Iran, uh, Iran, however you want to say that, uh, hostage crisis of 1979 and 80, um, which involved Carter um, <clears throat> when uh, many hostages were taken by the uh, new Iranian government and then we were talking about the Shah of Iran and the Ayatollah uh, so there was a, a regime change and the regime change brought uh, swift uh, changes in diplomacy <laughs> or lack thereof uh, and since then there has been a religious government uh, in power in Iran um, commanded or, or um, overseen by a um, religious oligarchy of some kind. Um, and so, yeah, so here we are again. Uh, some Islamic country uh, is in the forefront of the news. Uh, and all of the old, well, it's never been very far from the surface, but, but all of the old, um, what do you call it, uh, oh, feelings, uh, unfair feelings of, uh, what do you call it, <laughs> thinking of all the other words, but, but not the, not the correct ones, um, prejudices. All, the, all of the prejudices against the religion of Islam will come to the forefront again. And, you know, Sharia law and all of this stuff. And, and once again, the, the religion of Islam will be, uh, will be shamed and judged by what one country does, Iran, in this case. Uh, in other cases, it was... You know, regimes inside of Afghanistan and, and uh, Iraq. Uh, so now, you know, the, of course, the media is 
totally happy about this turn of events because now they can post headlines like, you know, is this is this going to be the end of the world? Is this going to be World War III that we've all been waiting for? Blah, blah, blah. And so everybody's up in arms about whether this is uh, going to be the next great war. Uh, the next great war to end all wars. <laughs> um, which doesn't seem to ever come, does it? I wish it would. Well, no, I don't wish it would. I wish we would end all wars, but not because of war. But if that's what it takes, um, <clears throat> I'll be glad at the end of the other war, even though the means certainly does not justify the end. Um, so, yeah, this is this is where we're at. Um, another another group of angry Americans and uh, angry. Uh, Islamic regimes uh, screaming at each other, threatening each other. And uh, America, anytime it feels like it, it, it has the moral upper hand, which in this case, a quote-unquote Christian nation dealing with an Islamic nation always has the moral upper hand, moral upper hand. Uh, in the way that they think, um, are more than glad to oblige with uh, with violence, and in this case, um, it it had to do with the assassina assassination by drone of uh, an Iraqi official who happened to be in Baghdad, uh, who is known to be a very violent warlord of sorts, or something like that. Quite get it. I don't really follow it that closely. Soleimni, I think, is his name. Something like this. Soleimni. And so we've taken him out, and in doing so, enraged the uh, regime in Iran. Uh, and then people on both sides are. Even just America, I, I don't know. Irani, you know, from 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 Iran, I don't know how they're looking at this specifically, but I know that there are those uh, in the states who side with the president and those who do not. So we're getting both sides, even within America, of the situation, and, and this follows a, a a church shooting in which in which. Uh, a violent gunman was uh, himself gunned down after just about four or five seconds. And he, he managed to kill two people. And then one of the church members, one of the many church members who was packing a loaded pistol, uh, took him out. And so, um, here we are again, it's 2020. It's some 2,020 years since uh, Jesus was born on the earth, <clears throat> uh, who came to teach us a way of nonviolence. Sorry, I didn't realize I had the fan on so loud. Who came to teach us the way of nonviolence, the way of 
the way of enemy em- embracing love uh, as opposed to enemy uh, killing um, who supposedly two-thirds of the world uh, follows uh, and we haven't learned it stupid thing. I wanted to say damn thing, but I guess I shouldn't curse on here because that might make my rating go down or change my rating. (laughs) We haven't learned a darn thing. We haven't learned the lesson that violence only perpetuates violence. That in order to stop this this chain reaction of violence, somebody has to be willing to step out of line, to step out of line and refuse to retaliate. And until that happens, this system will just self-perpetuate over and over and over. Because no matter what is done to another person, you know, no matter who is killed, they will always feel that they themselves are justified. Right? And the other group will feel that they are not justified. And so this will just keep going. You know? Well, we, yeah, we did that, but we had a reason. Right? And their reasons will always outweigh uh, the crime that they did <clears throat> against the other group feud, if you will. And this is how feuds persist. Nobody's ever wrong. Everybody's always right. Everybody always has reason or the right to retaliate or kill or maim or destroy or whatever. They always have a good reason. And so they continually uh, engage in this tit-for-tat, back-and-forth feud. The whole world does this. You know, there may be times of respite, but, but the fact that it, the respite doesn't happen in the heart means that eventually uh, it's going to come out in the actions, no matter how long the, the rest is, until we realize the utter futility of this system. It just doesn't work problems are never solved by violence. They're just not solved. Now, it may be true that that uh, you're not going to change the view of an evil leader like Hitler without violence. But you might be able to take away the population that makes him powerful, that gives him power. You might be able to to convince a population of level-headed people. I'm pretty sure Hitler had some kind of imbalance, um, some kind of disease in his mind his heart that that caused him to be the way he was. But 
yeah, you, there may be nothing you can do to convince that one person to stop what he's doing. But, but the long game, playing the long game, in other words, not, uh, not repaying violence with violence. Um, in the long run, though people will die in that effort as well, in the long run, I think people will, will have a change of heart. I think they will see that what they are doing to innocent people who are not fighting back, mind you, eventually uh, it, will, it will be known. Now, what, what happened with, with Nazi, Ger Nazi Germany is, you know, who knows how that exactly would have played out had things been differently. <laughs> Um, the the German people were in a, a certain state, right? They had come out of World War One. Again, World War One, possibly perpetuated World War Two. At least that was how it looks. That's how it looks, right? And that's how that's how Hitler used it. Uh, if that's the case, I, you know, I, I think I can rest my case um, that violence perpetuates violence. So Germany uh, was in World War I with the Kaisers, right? And they lost World War I. Uh, they were heavily sanctioned, fined, if you will. They, they lost a lot in World War I. The bitterness of that loss is what seeded Hitler and other Nazis to return with a vengeance and do even more damage than what was done to them in World War II, right? That's what happened. But then they lost World War II. Uh, and maybe by then, maybe they got the message. But the problem is America didn't get the message, even though America was quote-unquote victorious in World War II, uh, both on the Pacific and the, and the European fronts. America then entered a war, uh, many wars since then, four or five wars since World War II. Uh, in Korea, um, in, in uh, Vietnam, obviously, famously in Vietnam. Uh, and then in the Middle East, we've had three or four wars. And all of those except Korea have been in my lifetime since Vietnam, and there have been smaller wars here and there. And so, even though America won that war, America has been perpetually at war, more or less, since that time. And it shows no signs of letting up. We are locked in that system of uh, protecting American interests abroad by violence or the threat of violence. That's the system that we are in, and we cannot get out of it at this point. I don't think. I don't think America will ever get out of it. Ironically, America sees itself, especially now, uh, and I think the world to some extent sees itself as, as the most prominent Christian nation as well. The nation that, that wears its religion on its sleeve, so to speak. Right? That is... Um, Uh, very much uh, faith 
of Americans uh, is is always at the forefront of certain decisions they make. And so even though Jesus comes uh, with peace and only love and teaches this to his followers, who the world perceives as his followers, namely the the you know, the nation of America uh, are blatantly disregarding his way. They're not following his way. Especially the government and the military. They are not and have not followed the way of Christ. Not at all. Not in any way, shape, or form. If they're following any religion, it's more Judaism and they're not following the laws of Judaism but they see themselves as a nation of promise much like the nation of Israel I should say Israel not Judaism they think that they are a holy nation protected by God and and with God on their side and this has been said recently in the military in the in the news by American leaders. We have God on our side. Um, they may not be government leaders. Uh, some of them are church leaders, but who are very prominent. They believe God is on their side in all of these wars um, because America is the chosen nation. Even though they may not rationalize this out, this is how, this is how we act as a country. This is how I was indoctrinated this is what I believed until I was in my maybe 30s. I didn't realize I believed it. But yeah, Americans think that they are exceptional in the world. That there is something special about uh, the American nation because God is on their side. And I'm going to tell you, nothing is farther from the truth. Nothing is farther from the truth. We are not worshiping God, not the true God. We're worshiping a God, the God of war. We're worshiping Mars for certain. But we're not following Jesus, and we're not worshiping Yahweh in what we do. And yet, God is graceful in all of this. God's grace is, is available to everyone. whether or not you have your, your theology right, whether or not you are violent or nonviolent or loving or unloving, selfish or selfless, God's grace is equally uh, bestowed upon you, equally portioned out to you. Um, and this we just don't understand. We just don't understand that... Um, that God's grace is available to all those who even don't believe in Him, don't know Him, don't follow His way. And I have to say, America is probably on the forefront of the, the people who don't follow the way of Christ. Mostly because they're the big big boys on the block, uh, certainly one of them. Uh, and they don't take this opportunity 
to show the way of Christ. We should be beating our swords into plowshares. But instead, we're bleeding out, beating our plowshares into swords. Instead of feeding people, we're killing people. Instead of healing people, we're imprisoning people. Instead of loving people, we're judging people. Prejudging people, even. Now, I'm not claiming that America is worse than other nations. It's just that America makes some claims about herself uh, that just do not do justice to who Jesus is and indeed drags his name through the mud. And this is not acceptable to me. It's not what I meant to talk about today. It just kind of has happened. Um, wake up, America and Americans. If you claim you know Jesus, get to know all of him. Let's start being a healing force in the world. Let's start feeding the world. Embracing. That's the way of Jesus. Sorry for the silence. Uh, <laughs> just kind of uh, got lost in thought there for a minute. Um, yeah, so I think I'm just going to cut it short here. I'm not quite to where I need to go, uh, but I think I've said all I need to say on that subject. I uh, thank Jesus for blessing the entire world and for his promise to make all things right, to reconcile all things unto himself, that he will take all the hurt and the pain, uh, all the violence, uh, all the misery, he will turn it into something good. He will take those, those swords and, and make them into plowshares. That's what Jesus does. You guys have a great 2020 and I hopefully I'll get some of these podcasts posted. I need to do that. Thanks. Bye-bye.